Hey y'all, Lily here. Just going to go ahead and quickly plug my Twitch channel because tonight at 6pm PST or PDT because daylight savings isn't real, uh, my wife and I are planning on starting our adventure through the Assassin's Creed series. Uh, we are actually going to be streaming the entire series, uh, not all at once, we're probably going to be going in like three hour increments. We're planning on like every Tuesday and Thursday at six uh, at the moment. Um, but it should be an interesting adventure, nonetheless, and yeah, uh, you can find my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash lavenderpaws. Uh, I don't believe there's an underscore or anything there, I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, give me a follow if you sound interested, and hope to see you tonight. Bye! You know how to do this. I believe in you. Oh, uh, I'm so excited to go over the... Uh... So, this entire... This episode only went over a single chapter. Oh, of really? The, of the manga. And, uh, which is... Like, there's a lot that happens in this episode, right? <laughs> like... Yeah, there is. You... But, there, it's only one chapter of the manga. And... What? uh. And the thing is, the episode cut out a thing from the from the chapter, so that's also a thing that's interesting. Uh, but the end of chapter joke is incredible, and I'm very excited to get to it. I'm excited to get to it, like too. It. I did end up watching this episode with somebody, um, and the first time I watched the episode, because I, I, I did re-watch it because, you know, we had to postpone it. And now we're like, doing a fantastic let's, let's job, it, folks. Make sure I, I absorbed everything. The first Only time the I most watched it, I really didn't like it. Like, I actually really didn't like it. But the second time I did, I only really didn't like the beginning of the episode. After that, I'm like, you know what? This is this is a good episode. Uh, let's Let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. Uh, welcome to It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Lily. I'm your co-host, Sam. Oh, wait, we should get Craig. Oh, wait, shit. Hold on. <laughs> we can do this. Come to me. Come to me. What? We had the same problem last time. Oh, no. Craig, please. <laughs> 
Craig, help! <laughs> that won't even get recorded. <laughs> I, now that I have your attention, Craig, join. All right, can you can you repeat that, Lynn? <laughs> Your co-host, Ghost Lynn. Okay, so <laughs> technical difficulties out of the way. Uh, do you want to just hop right into the episode? <laughs> do you want to hop right into the episode, Sam? We got a lot to uh, to do. <laughs> yeah, let's just go right in because I have a feeling that, it's like, well, one, it's already like way past where I normally go to bed. <laughs> Two, it's only going to get worse from here. <laughs> so let's get into the season two finale of Bleach, episode 41, Reunion, Ichigo and Rukia. We start the episode with Ichigo waking up wounds bandaged, having been saved by Yoroichi. He just accepts it without question. He's like, <laughs> man, with how hurt I was, like... And Yoroichi's, like, telling me how it's a miracle that he survived, and he tries to sit up, because he's like, wait, shit, Chaz in danger, Orihime's in danger, fuck, shit, and then he immediately sits up, and the moment he sits up, Yoroichi just goes from looking completely calm to, like, freaking the fuck out. Understandably, because as soon as he does, Ichigo's, like, wounds reopen. <laughs> yeah! I Yoruichi like at this point does like tell him, "Hey, half your innards were like crushed. You probably shouldn't do that." Yeah, like Yoruichi jumps on his on his head and forces him back down. Is like, "Listen, they're fine. Chad is fine. Inoue and Orihime are f Inoue and Orihime. I just rolled the same person twice. Ishida and Orihime are fine. Basically, it's just like Chad's opponent." is a good guy, so he'll take him in for questioning, and then the other two are way smarter than either of you two idiots. So, <laughs> they're still hidden, and they haven't gotten into any fights so far. So, just stay here, because, yeah, half your innards got crushed, and you probably would have died if this weird mask hadn't been covering your chest, and she goes like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> what mask? <laughs> what mask? And it's the same mask that saved him during this fight with Renji. Uh, the same mask he had during the fight with Urahara when he holofied for a bit. And Ichigo is like really confused by this because at first he's like, yeah, I wanted to keep the mask as a good luck charm because obviously it saved my life. But then we get a flashback where Hanataro's like, uh, no, that thing is evil. That thing is pure evil and I'm throwing it in the sewer. And Ichigo just has no chance to stop him. So it's like, okay, well, the mask went from the sewer back onto Ichigo's person. I'm sure this I'm sure this doesn't mean anything and this is totally fine. It's just fine. Yeah, Yoruichi is understandably like, "Hey, I'm going to keep this. This isn't for you. This is dangerous. We're not dealing with this. I'm keeping this." And I personally actually really like this beat of the opening of the episode. I really like kind of the Okay, reappearing mask, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, like, Yoroichi's just like, uh, no, you're not gonna keep carrying that. I don't care how lucky you think it is, it's, uh, no. He actually, um, like, gets, then... like, furious, right? Like, Yoroichi gets pretty mad. 
Yeah, you, you like Yoruchi talks calmly, but kind of has that posture, but that posture of like, if you come any closer, this cat will tear off your arm. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Ichigo says what we're all thinking, and just tells Yoruchi like, "Damn, you are amazing," because Yoruchi carried him while being so itty bitty small, and Yoruchi's like, "Oh yeah, it's super easy when I'm in my original form." Oh, your original form. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> and and then Yoruchi's like, oh, oh, I guess I didn't show any of you. And uh, Yoruchi animorphs into a woman, mentioning that it's always fun shocking people stupid when she reveals her form. Obviously, yeah, cats yeah, don't yeah, talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the other classic you know, bleach bit, where we get the whole thing of everybody assuming that a character's a man, and it's a woman! Ah! It's, it's bad. It's, it's like, the reveal is decent, and it goes off the rails because A, Yoruichi is naked, B, we get the typical anime, ah, my nose is bleeding response, and C, she, like, plays into it, and is suddenly, like, a lot more horny than like she has ever shown any nature of being. It's really weird. Yeah, like Yoruichi basically just starts teasing Ichigo, uh, but eventually he like bullies her into putting on some clothes because he's getting too worked up. Uh, he well, he's basically just really uncomfortable with the whole situation, and the fact that he's uncomfortable is making him worked up enough to start reopening his wounds. Uh, so you know, she gets dressed and. Uh, I just, I do really like when she says, uh, yeah, of course I'm not a cat. Cats don't talk. (laughs) (laughs) I did like that too. Which I really want this to, like, go back to. I I cannot wait until Ishida and Chad meet Yoroichi again. (laughs) And then they can, then they can look at each other and be like, yeah, cats don't talk. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we get payoff on that joke. I'm not confident we will, but I hope we do. Uh, Yoroichi presents Ichigo with the item she used to fly them to their present location, which is like, like, she doesn't name it, it's like a little bone wand, and she's like, oh yeah, it's a -a one-of-a-kind item, even in Soul Society. And Ichigo's like, wait, who are you? You heal wounds? You talk about, like, you turn into a cat? You have priceless, unique magic items? Uh, but before... Yoroichi can respond, they feel the spirit pressure of Byakuya. And Yoroichi says, like, oh, that's coming from the prison. Which prompts Ichigo to stand and run, because, hey, that's where Hanataru and Ganjo... It's late. (laughs) That's where Hanataru and Ganju were headed, and that means they're in danger. So he just grabs the wand, commands the item to fly, and it wraps around his arm and grows a single bat wing, taking him into the air. It's cool. I wish I knew more about this. I feel like there's probably some information, like, cut out about the item, but I could be wrong. Um, I do want to go back to Ganjo for just a tiny, tiny second, because the image that immediately flooded my mind was just, like, a combination of Gonzo from the Muppets and Ganjo, and it's extremely good. It's just, uh, Gonzo cosplaying as Ganju. Ganjo. Ganjo, bingo bango. <laughs> Back at the prison, 
Byakuya said that he's here because he sensed he had sensed a weak power and had come here in order to see what kind of powerful foe was ma- was masking their presence. Only to find out it was just a tick. <laughs> Which is... A, I love that he's like, oh, I feel something weak. It must be someone strong. That Like, the fact that they got there means that they, they're probably, like, crazy strong, but they're hiding their power. And then he gets there and it's like, who are you? Why are you... How are you here? I I genuinely love the setup for Byakuya, like, in this entire episode of just... You are nothing but a pest. You are in my way. I'm here. Uh, I'm just going to deal with you, and then I'm going to leave. Like, if we didn't know beforehand that he is very clearly part of a, like, higher caste nobility system, uh, just the way he acts in this entire episode would very much, like, would just, like, reveal that immediately. Because he's he's absolutely, like, ugh, a peasant. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Rukia tries to rush forward to stop them from fighting and save Ganju because he's clearly going to die. Uh, unfortunately, she's been too weakened by her stay in her cell, so she like, she takes a couple of steps and falls over. And Ganju, meanwhile, is having a hard time breathing because of how powerful Byakuya is. But he's like, yo, I still gotta do this. So he rushes in, and before he can do anything, the captain is already past him, declaring that his sword isn't for vermin like him. And we see a slice run all the way along Ganju's arm, presumably like by Byak- made by Byakuya's hand. It's terrifying. Oh yeah, it's like, oh, it's like that thing that he did to Ichigo, except he didn't even draw his sword. <laughs> oh, that's scary. Ganju falls to his knees, but refuses to be ignored, despite Byakuya having told him to run. He reveals he's from the Shiba clan, which urges Byakuya to apologize for taking him lightly and saying, well, can't let you live now. He draws his blade, and while Ganju wonders what he'll do from so far away, and Rukia shouts at her brother to stop, the captain unleashes his sword. Scatter, Senban Zakura. And this is where we get the coolest shot in the episode. (laughs) It is incredible. Rukia screams for Ganju to run as the sword dissolves into a thousand cherry blossom petals. But all he has the time to wonder, all he has the time to do is wonder what's happening before getting sliced all over and falling down in... Like, like, it's just this big black and white shot of him getting sliced, like, literally everywhere. And it, it's, it's like, immediately following, like, a big 360-degree pan of the bridge of Ganju, and it's just, it's really cool. It's really effective. It's, it's sick. Again, Rukia implores Byakuya to stop, but he rears back his sword arm, the petals gathering in the wind again, only to be stopped by the 13th Division Captain who asks him to leave it at that. Ukitake... Ukitake? Ukitake has joined the scene. And he asks how Rookie is doing. He's, he's even like, hey, you look way more thin than the last time I saw you. And I'm like, well, I don't think they feed her in the prison and she's <laughs> been without any spiritual power. So yeah, she's probably starving to death. What's wrong with you? <laughs> It does kind of it does kind of give off the vibe that maybe he's not like fully aware of the situation. Like, I I feel like he should know, but also like the, the way he says that, I'm like, does he know? I don't know. I don't think he's aware of anything that's going on because he immediately asks Byakuya like, "Uh, what the fuck are you doing? Even if it's, even if it's to like fight off invaders, uh, it's a 
it's a forbidden act to release your sword here. And then Byakuya's like, uh, buddy, wartime orders? What the fuck are you going on about? <laughs> Did you not hear the guys going around the a couple episodes ago just going, special wartime orders! Special wartime orders! In fact, I'm pretty sure we, we explicitly got a scene of one of them showing up at his house while he was <laughs> sick. And that's what, like, got him out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he explicitly got the orders and then said, oh, I have to go do something. Or oh, wait, no, he might... No, I think the thing we saw him learn is Aizen's death. So I guess he was only given one of the two really, really important messages that day. That's actually really funny. <laughs> I guess they didn't expect him to do any fighting because he's sick. Guess not. is basically like, uh, no, it's fine. This is allowed. And then the pair of them are interrupted by a powerful captain-level spirit pressure approaching them. Ukitake doesn't recognize who it is, but Rukia does, even if she's not entirely believing it until she actually sees Ishigo land on land next to her with his insert song, like, blaring. It's just this really good triumphant moment. It's like, damn, yeah. I am so happy Ichigo's here. It It's really good. I do think the, like, shot of him landing is a little silly, just because, like, it, like, slows down to an unnatural degree, but other than that, like, the whole moment is really cool. Yeah, because you see him swooshing through the sky, and then he goes really high up, and then he drops, and then, like, it kind of just, like, oh, gracefully, right before he hits the ground, like, it stops in the air, and then the wing, like, stops working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ichigo just immediately ignores her. <laughs> like, he walks past her, doesn't, doesn't give her the time of day, uh... Because he has to apologize to Hanataro before he can then turn around and tell Rukia, hey, I'm there for you. Also, stop crying. My god, what are you doing? We get a flashback to when Rukia told him not to come, and she reiterates this in the present, saying, like, look at how hurt you got over me. And his response is basically like, fucking just yell at me when we're done. I have come so far. I have gotten so hurt, like... I'm not stopping until we're home. Like, you're gonna... I'm gonna take you home even if you don't want to. <laughs> Ichigo and Rukia arguing, at, like, at their first time seeing each other this season is the most Ichigo and Rukia thing that could possibly happen. <laughs> it is really good because, like, on the one hand, it is kind of like, yo, like, Rukia has a point. You could be a little considerate of, like, her feelings. Like, she's got some trauma going on, clearly. Yeah. Uh, but at, But also, like... The arguing that she's doing with Ichigo is the more a is the most animated that she's been since she came back to Soul Society. Like, Absolutely. it's like she, she became herself again to have this argument, and it is wonderful. It's great. It 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 really shows like how much like how important that dynamic is to their characters, and it's just. I don't know. It's a breath of fresh air from like the brooding Rukia we've had all season. Which, don't get me wrong makes complete sense in the context of what's going on. It's just really nice to see her animated again. Yeah. He basically just tells her, like, yo, I've got a captain to beat. And he turns towards the two captains on the bridge. And while they do that, Ukitake is asking Byakuya with, like, he just has this look of shock on his face as he's looking at Ichigo and he's like, uh, who is this? Who is this man? You have to tell me who, th who this man is. And Byakuya answers... He isn't the man who flashed through your mind. He's just an ordinary nothing whose death will end all the fighting. And he moves forward to take on Ichigo. And it's like, oh, 
there's more mysteries afoot. It's really good. I I am really glad that at the end of the season we are getting like, hey, here's more stuff to ponder on. Seeing Byakuya approach him, Ichiko says uh, that, well, he's taking things slowly because he wasn't attacking him while he talked to Rukia. And I love Byakuya's response here because he's like, do you think I need an opening to kill you? Fuck off. <laughs> it's, it's He's basically like, hey, I wouldn't be, like, I would be demeaning myself by pulling a surprise attack on you. <laughs> That's how much I don't respect you. And I guess he's got to, he's just got to show Ichigo that he does not respect him. And he unleashes his spiritual pressure, which makes Hanataro and Rukia fall to their knees, but Ichigo just stands firm, preparing his blade. Byakuya wonders how he got his powers back, and tells him that coming here was just throwing away the life that had been saved. I will say that I do think it's really, it, it, says, it says a lot for how much Ichigo has grown, that to have half of his innards crushed at this moment, and still to stand during, like, Byakuya's spiritual pressure being unleashed, like, he's come a long way. Our boy's come a long way. Yeah, like, he, earlier he started bleeding out because he sat up too quickly, and now 15 minutes later... He is just facing down one of the strongest captains in Soul Society. <laughs> Absolutely. He's 15 and mean. Ichigo says that he's not throwing away his life because he's going to beat Byakuya and leave, which again prompts Byakuya to tell him not to talk so big, immediately disappearing from sight. Unlike their last encounter, however, Ichigo blocks the blow, asking the captain if he's surprised he can read his movements. Byakuya tells him not to get a swelled head, and they start fighting. And Hanataro is shocked to see them fight on equal terms, but Rukia knows this is only a fraction of what makes Byakuya terrifying. She tells Ichigo to run as Byakuya prepares to unleash his sword again, but Yuroichi comes in from the sky, tying the blade up, and shocks both captains present as she says, It's been a while, hasn't it, Byakuya boy? <laughs> and then the episode ends. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it it's kind of an anticlimactic, like, ending to the episode. Like, I think it's cool. It's a cool moment. But it's just kind of like, oh, so, so that's the season, huh? <laughs> and it's also like, oh, Yoroichi is clearly something, like, Yoroichi clearly has something to do with Soul Society. In addition, when, like, a thing that I forgot to mention earlier in the episode is that the, um... We have seen Yoroichi previously before, like her her form revelation, because we see her in the ending for Squad Two, where she's fighting the captain, and yeah. in the and in the intro for the for the season, uh, she's the one who breaks the captain's sword. Although she stays in cat form, she breaks off the that specific captain's sword while that captain is fighting Chad. It's good foreshadowing. I'm I'm. I, like, obviously we know, like, what happens a bit in Season 3, but I'm, I'm excited to see how it unfolds nonetheless. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how the, um, how the pacing goes, because there's a lot, like, I feel, because uh, basically Season 3 is, like, I know where it ends, but also there's a, there's like 20-something episodes in Season 3. And in my brain, I only remember, like, enough stuff for five or ten episodes <laughs> worth of stuff. Yeah, so here, I'm, I'm, let me look up the exact number 
of uh, episodes for season three. It's a 22. 22? Wow, you It's 42 got that... to 63. All right. Math. I've been doing a lot of Sudoku. <laughs> I've got the math on lock. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> I've mostly been doing killer Sudoku, which is more math. More math. It's the more math-based Sudoku. <laughs> because I'm bad at normal Sudoku. I... I'm not... I'm not going to get on a Sudoku, like, tangent here, but Sudoku is rad as hell. All right, so before we get on to the next bit, uh, I will mention the cha- the one clear change that is in the manga f- for this chapter is that when Ichigo says, don't worry, I won't get myself killed, and turns towards Byakuya, she is thinking of someone else. Like, we, we get, like, cutaways to a flashback of someone who has like the same we only see his the lower half of his face but it's it looks a lot like ichigo okay and immediately after she gets that flashback like those those little cut flashbacks that's when the the next panel is like zoomed in on ukitake's eye reflecting ichigo and he's asking hey byakuya who the fuck is this kid i i do remember where this goes I, I'm I'm excited about it, um, but I'm also, like, a little nervous that it's not going to be, like, executed as well as I remember. I, I'm just, like, I'm very interested in, like, why this is important to both Byakuya and Ukitake. That's, that's what's getting me here. Yeah, like, I, it's just, like, it's a really good, um just like progression of panels because like you're seeing rukia and she's clearly thinking about some like the her past trauma and then you've got ukitake who's we remember was present at whatever happened that that day um, yeah so it's like oh there here's more little morsels of information for this uh this mysterious thing that happened in the past and uh i also want to shout out the end of chapter like the one panel joke because all we see is a girl in a sun hat and she's holding a watering can and she's just kind of like letting the water like flow down on the ground next to her and there's a bunch of wilted flowers in front of her and she's like july 23 sunny i went to school to water my classmates chrysanthemums every single one of them was dead (laughs) it's because karen didn't show up she volunteered to water them the first two days of summer vacation for the stupid reason that she wanted to get it over with. But when summer vacation's over, I know I'm the one who'll get the blame. Oh, if only summer vacation would never end. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very cute. I'm like, oh my god, Karen. You have to take care of the plants, Karen. You said you would water them. You said you would. Get it done. This is, you know what, I'm, I'm taking it back. This is the most important plotline in Bleach. Will Karen face retribution? Who knows? <laughs> Will this nameless girl be shunned by her classmate? Who knows? <laughs> Join us next time on whenever the fuck this gets a callback. If ever. God. I'm sure it'll get... The callback might take 200 chapters, but I'm sure it's gonna happen. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> oh man and that was this episode of bleach yeah we i don't know like 
I overall I liked the episode a lot. I I do still think the opening section with Yoroichi's big reveal that ah she's a woman is really weak and it's it is upsetting to see this show like consistently fall into the trap of oh characters assume such and such character is a man and then they're like ah it's a woman and it it, it really does boil down to does the author, does Tite Kubo think that women can't be in, like, powerful positions or, like, can't be strong characters? And it's very strange to see this, like, be a recurring thing. Ugh. I just, I'm glad the rest of the episode was good. <laughs> yeah, I do like that, like, Ichigo doesn't have, like, Ichigo doesn't have a horny uh, reaction. He doesn't have, like, a leering reaction. He's just, like... Oh my god, why are you naked? I don't know you. Please, for the love of god, put some clothes on. He does get, like, the anime, like, horny boy nosebleed at one point, though. That That is what, something my subs mentioned, too, which is that uh, Yoruichi says that people assume she's a man based on the way she speaks. Um, I, I swear to god he mentions a nosebleed, but that that's just me. Um... But, yeah, well, Yoro, like Yoroichi uses a like male coded dialect. Yes, um, and like it's a you know like it use uh, Yoro, like using terms that uh, usually when you refer to yourself in the first person, it's like it's the male version. And additionally, well, Yoroichi's got like a super deep voice, like probably the deepest voice in the show so far, um, which is why everyone takes that uh, immediate assumption. Yeah, it it makes sense. I just don't like that it's like a repeated trope the show uses. Yeah, I do like that she just clearly like loves fucking with people. I do uh, like that too. Like just like oh my god, it's so funny. Every single time I show someone, they're like, they can't believe it. I love it. It it's it's got its good bits. It's also got its really bad bits. I I think I think I will leave it at that. Yeah, like, uh, and then the second half, however, is just completely stout. Like, everything with Byakuya on the bridge is just good shit. Like, setting him up as crazy powerful, terrifying uh, antagonist. And also, like, because we see what he does to Ganju, and we don't know if Ichigo has any way to counter this yet. And when the show, when the episode ends, it's like, okay, well, does that mean that... Uh, it's going to be a two-on-two battle. Is it going to be everybody against Byakuya? Like, are they going to be able to do anything about the way the the crazy powerful sword that he's got? It's just like we set up the we set up the booking, and now we know there's going to be a really cool fight at some point. Yeah. So I think that does it for the season finale. Uh, let's go ahead and cut to break. Let's cut to break. Uh, we're going to go ahead and cut back to the show, and we do have a couple fan questions. Uh, your burning, burning questions. Uh, I have one here in DMs, and we also have one on the email, I believe is what Sam said. Yes, two. Two is a couple. <laughs> two is indeed is a couple. A um, so our first question, our first question comes to me through DMs through somebody we've mentioned on the show before, Scamper. And the question is, if you could take one Bleach character to a cafe, 
Who would you take into what kind of cafe? Uh, I suppose I should answer it first because you're reading the question. Is that how this is going to go? I guess this is how this is going to go. We've never done this before. It's our first question on the show. Congratulations. Well, the good answer, the easy answer, Yuruichi. And then just, (laughs) here you go, Yuruichi. All the pets you could want. I'm going to go over here, eat a cake. Oh, are you taking Yoruichi to, like, a cat cafe? Yeah. <laughs> in in cat form. Just being like, behold, frolic. And then, you know, immediately dying. But it's worth it. <laughs> are there, like, buffet-style cafes? Because, like, if so, like, I think I would... This may be, like, cheating a little bit, but I would absolutely take Orihime to, like, a buffet-style, like, cafe, just to see what horrible, horrible creations she'd come up with. I think it'd be really fun, and I think she'd be, like, a really fun person to go to a restaurant with. I- I don't know. She's just so bubbly and, like, wild. It'd be great. My, uh, my- my strategy at- at buffets for a long time was I'm going to take a small portion of every plate, including the dessert plates- Onto this one plate. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good strategy. I guess we can get a uh, recorded answer from Lynn. Brian? 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 (laughs) I would take Yoruichi as a human, but I do not go outside enough to know about different cafes, so I guess we're going to Starbucks or something. I'd... I'd... (laughs) Cat cafe is just... There are multiple cats that are in the cafe, and when you're there, you can... You can have tea and cat and drinks and uh, just pet the cats if they come to you. You are not to chase the cats and you are not to throw things at the cats. It's just if the cats come to you, you can interact with the cats. I haven't been to a cat cafe, but I I really want to go to a cat cafe, like, really badly. I think there's, like, an owl cafe in town. Whoa! Like, I heard, I heard whisperings of this and I've been trying to find out if it's real. That sounds so cool! I would love to go to an owl cafe. That sounds awesome. Goodness. Lynn says, I know about cat cafes, but I feel like that'd be a bad outing because I'd drop all attention on Yoruichi and just play with the cats, which is... That's valid. That's very, very valid. In fairness, no one can compete with a room full of cats. This is true. This is absolutely true. What's our second question, Sam? So our second question comes from Duncan, and uh, the email goes like this. Thought I'd contribute to this wonderful show and ask you a question for your season finale. I wanted to ask, which characters were you most surprised by in your rewatch? Were there ones you thought you liked that made a poor first impression, or vice versa? Your talk about Yumichika brought on the idea of this question, really. As a closeted gay teen, I really bounced off of his initial stereotypical portrayal, But as he shows up more in the series, and I grew to have more secure feelings about my sexuality, I found I've been able to enjoy the campiness of his portrayal, even if it's likely not coming from a loving place on Kubo's behalf. Thanks again for the wonderful podcast. Roll on to the Bountark, Duncan. Thank you for the wonderful question. Uh, Wow, this is a really good one. Um, This might be the easy easy way out um, here, but... Genuinely, for me, I think the answer has to be Ichigo. And the the reasoning behind this is that when I sort of bounced off Bleach, like, back when I was, like, younger, 
a lot of it was because I stopped caring about Ichigo, and, you know, I I sort of had viewed him as more of your stereotypical shonen protagonist, uh, where he just, you know, powers up, like, significantly out of nowhere and he's just kind of like always in a bad mood and always just like angsty and what I was really surprised with with the rewatch and you can definitely hear our discussions about it as we go through the show was I was really surprised to see how how emotionally intelligent he was uh and like just how interesting of a character he is uh it's it's a lot more in-depth than I remember, and I was really surprised by that. I also think I really like Ganji more than I was expecting, too. Yeah, in the same vein, uh, I had a very similar reaction to Urihime, uh, because I remembered, um, I like half-remembered her character from uh, a bunch of later arcs where she doesn't do nearly as much, uh, or she doesn't have as much of a character. And then when we got, at, we got to her at the start, uh, it was like, oh... Orihime is, like, really emotionally... She's really emotionally uh, astute. Like, she finds out when people are try, are in pain. She finds out when people are uncomfortable. She immediately tries to... She, like, reads the situation really quickly, uh, often. Because uh, as frequently in the early episodes, uh, we would get Orihime, like, oh, I... Like, she'll say something and then immediately notice, oh, Ichigo's feeling uncomfortable. He doesn't want to talk about this, so I'm just going to switch conversation immediately. And yeah. I, I think in my memories, it was like, oh, that, that was like, Orihime being the random character and just, hey, here's the com- com- uh, comedic relief. And it's like, oh, wait, no, this is like a character being sympathetic to another and like gr- uh, grokking that they are having issues. So she's like, oh, well, I'm going to change this conversation so that you can be more comfortable in this space right now. And I had complete, just completely forgotten that that was, like, a big aspect of her early character. Yeah. Uh, I feel the same way about Orihime. Uh, well, Lin thinks of another answer. I, I do think I'd like to go ahead and also mention a character that I think made a really poor first impression. Uh, which is Urahara. I, I have been kind of surprised at how much I haven't liked Urahara, like, this like so far like there have been some really good bits but like i i just i still haven't been able to shake the feeling of like annoyance i had when we first meet him in his first instinct <laughs> i'm so sorry for stealing your answer again <laughs> oh my god um <laughs> um <laughs> So for for our dear listeners, the issue is that as we we're answering first, so that Lynn has time to type her answer out. Uh, unfortunately, that means that we keep taking her answers. <laughs> I mean, we can have the same answer. It, it's fine. It's okay. There's no rule in the in the Bleach podcasting rulebook that says we can't have the same answer. We wrote the yeah, rulebook. Like. like uh, this bit earlier where Lin says Orihime's actual character and maturity and completely forgot how good Ichigo was initially, you know? <laughs> Just everyone's on the same wavelength on this podcast. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Lin says she possessed us both, so now our answers are actually her answers. And, you know, I think that's... <laughs> so think of different answers. So we have to think of different answers? Fine. I'm taking Chad. 
<laughs> because what I did not remember, like we, were, I was excited to see Chad, but I did not remember how excited I would be to see Chad after we started seeing Chad. Okay, here, I'm. I mean, get ready for me to blow you out of the water. Get ready. Get ready. The the character that I was most surprised to love, Don Motherfucking Kanonji. His intro episode was so good, like so actually good, and it gave so much to his character that I was not expecting. That entire like I remember us being like, "Wow, the Grand Fisher arc was." Not as effective as I remember. And then I was getting to the Don Kanonji episode as all being like, wow, this was better than the Grand Fisher arc in terms of emo- emotional effectiveness. And Actually, yeah, character that I was surprised that I didn't like nearly as much, Grand Fisher. Fucking, fuck that guy. Yeah, like, fuck Grand Fisher. <laughs> he sucks. Like, it was okay. Like, the episodes were okay, but yeah, the Don Kanonji episode was better. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Lynn, do you even need to type out an answer, or are you good with us having pos- been possessed and you being your answers? <laughs> Lynn says the arc I was surprised by was the Grand Fisher arc. And, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, like, it wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't the, like, peak of Bleach emotional storytelling that I, I thought... I used to think of when I would be like, what was the peak of Bleach's emotional storytelling? Oh yeah, it's the Grand Fisher arc. And then I was like, well, it's it's good. But also, like, his fight against Ikaku and Ichigo's fight against Zoraki is, has just as much, like, emotional growth for Ichigo. Actually, the fight the fight against Urahara specifically has, like, so a lot of really good stuff for Ichigo's, like, growth. I, I'm gonna be real. I'm I think the the first encounter between Byakia and Ichigo was more emotionally impactful than the entire Grand Fisher arc. Don't at me. Well yeah, because Rukia cries, and when she cries, I cry. <laughs> I also cry. <laughs> oh man. So should we go ahead and move on to kind of recapping the season? We're not gonna we're not gonna do Bleach Done Quick. Uh, though, as fun as that was, as fun and chaotic as that was, uh, I, I think we're just going to kind of do, a, like, a loose recap and then end the show is what we agreed on? Yeah, so essentially kind of a, here's where everyone, here's what was the situation at the start of the season, here's, you know, some of the major events that happened, and then here's uh, where everyone is at the end of the season so that everyone's on the same page when it comes to starting season three next week. Yeah. Or actually, not next week. This week, season three is starting tomorrow on Wednesday uh, because we are going to be moving to a new release schedule. We are. So, the way it has been is normally we had our episodes recorded on Sunday, which we are still going to be recording on Sundays normally. Um, but uh, we would basically record them a week and a half in advance and the reason we did this was because at the time i was working full time uh and i was really stressed and could not get the episode out that quickly um so this episode is being recorded a week in advance but uh we are recording the next episode for the beginning of season three on sunday this uh 
upcoming week on the 15th, but that episode's going to drop on the 18th. So this episode should should have dropped, if you're listening to this right now, it should have been dropped on November 17th, 2020, but season three will be dropping tomorrow on the 18th. I mean, you say that, but until it actually does drop, yeah. Oh, you don't trust me? I trust you. I just don't believe in you. Ouch. Okay. All right. I'm just going to, like, I'm going to have to, like, you know what? No, I'll just save it. I'll just save it. I'll just save this moment. (laughs) Clip it. (laughs) I'm clipping it. So let's go ahead and get started on the recap. So the beginning of this arc... Uh, which is this the rescue? Is that what this is called, or is that the next entry. season? The entry. The, re- the rescue is season three. The entry is season okay. two. So the beginning of this arc starts with Rukia basically leaving Ichigo behind. We we get like a note from her saying like not to follow her, and basically no, that's all in season one. Is that really in season one? Oh my god. We're, this episode starts with uh, this season starts with enter the world of the Shinigami. They go through the the wow. tunnel. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. They just start going. Yeah. They enter through the gate and immediately come up upon like a lot of interference. We get a fight with Jidanbo right outside the gate. We get um, we basically get told we have to go find Kukaku Shiba. And they go and do that, and Kukakushiba is like, alright, I'm gonna launch you from a cannon into the Seirete, which is like the inner circle where all the Soul Reapers live. And it's at this point that things go wrong, and the entire group gets split up, and uh, much like our podcast, it gets broken up, uh, and... (laughs) uh, Basically, a lot of fights ensue. Ichigo and Ganju end up fighting Ikaku and Yumichika, uh, respectively. Uh, Uryu and Orihime end up fighting Jirobo, who is, like, Jidanbo's brother. And Chad... Don't worry about Chad. Yodorichi is also... <laughs> don't worry about Yodorichi for the time being. Yeah, Chad spends uh, several episodes... Well, he does fight. Like, Chad takes out, like, several platoons of mooks. Like, every time we f- we flip back to Chad, he's, like, standing on a pile of bodies. <laughs> yeah, uh, we also do get introduced to Ganju uh, pretty early on, who is uh, Kukakushiba's brother, uh, and he is following the gang because he wants more answers about what happened to his brother, who was killed by a Soul Reaper, who we have just recently found out was supposedly killed by Rukia. Um, but... On that front, uh, a lot of the season ends up being them going towards the Seirete uh, to find Senzaiku, which is the prison cell that Rukia is in. Uh, they meet up with Hanatoro along the way, who decides to help because Rukia was kind to him, uh, and he cares about her. Uh, he was, like, her caretaker when she was initially in uh, a prison cell. I don't think I'm getting that wrong. I'm not getting anything wrong, am I? No. You're doing good, you're doing good. Keep going. Okay. Uh, and they get in a lot of fights. Ichigo fights Renji again. 
Uh, I don't remember if Uryu gets in another, like, big fight. I don't think so. Um, like, at this point, Uryu and Orihime basically disappear from the show. Yeah. Uh, Renji, we get backstory on Renji and Rukia as they grew up together and were in the poor district, or I guess not the poor district explicitly, but uh, District 78, uh, Hanging Dog, uh, which is... It's, I still don't think it's framed the best, but essentially we find out that they grew up together, their friends died, and they become uh, they become soul reapers because of it. They want to live in a place that isn't, you know, awful and violent and just absolutely terrible. Um, along this point, uh, you know, that's when we get the fight between Ichigo and Renji, uh, and they, they both sort of have the same, like, opinion, which is that it's Ichigo's fault that, you know, Rukia is in this position in the first place, but Renji gradually comes to believe, oh, maybe it's my fault that she even, like, got caught up in all this anyway because he pushed her to join the noble family because Byakuya offered to have her join the Kuchiki family. Um, we get a bit more uh, of them in the sewers, uh, and then... Ichigo ends up fighting Kenpachi Zaraki, who is the 11th squad captain, I believe. Um, and we get a conflict of ideologies where essentially Ichigo uh, has to realize that Zangetsu is not simply a tool. Zangetsu is a living being. Uh, we did that pretty recently, and it was a really good episode. Um but we get the conflict there being that Kenpachi simply believes his sword is a tool. But when he loses to Ichigo, he actually has to confront that ideology. We get a little bit between him and Yachiru, who is his lieutenant, uh, as their past sees them in an even poorer, more violent district. Uh, and essentially, they decided to stick together to keep each other alive and became captain and lieutenant. Uh, and that all leads up to where we are now, where Yoruichi, you know, well, we, we already described this episode. We don't need to go over this episode again, do we? Yeah, so essentially just like the final recap of where everyone is at the show is Rukia has been freed, sort of. Uh, Ichigo is face Ichigo and Yoruichi are facing down two captains uh, that are basically standing between them and carrying Rukia out. Orihime and, Inu, uh, Orihime and Ishida are hiding somewhere. Like, we we were told that they're smart and they've managed to find a way to get around, like, without fighting. But we haven't seen them in, like, seven episodes or something. Uh, Chad has been knocked out and brought to prison to be interrogated. Yep. Uh, and then on the side of the Shinigami, Aizen died. So one of their 13 right. most powerful characters <laughs> is dead. Uh, and then... It kept, uh, Ichigo took out a vice captain and a captain, uh, so the entire, like, it's just, like, the entire organization side of things is in complete chaos. Um, Classic me, completely forgetting the entire other half of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> the part that drives the plot. <laughs> I'm just like, no, they just fought a bunch, it's normal. <laughs> yeah, and also there's a bunch of political machinations where... Uh, one of the other other captains is um, very, very suspicious and seems to be, like, 
all but saying, I'm the one who killed him. Because <laughs> he, he basically shows up and prances around, then he's like, Oh dear, what a shame it is that he has died. Oops. Let me continue to smile. <laughs> and as Lynn mentions, there is also the detail that in every uh, life-threatening fight that Ichigo has had so far, he's got like the creepy hollow mask that keeps popping up and it takes it takes a blow and it saves his life and then he keeps throwing it away and then it keeps showing up and saving his life again. I'm sure it's nothing. It's probably nothing. Don't worry about it. But I believe that is the, the main points of season two in our, our amazing, incredible, flawless recap. Uh, no, Lynn is right. We forgot the most important thing. We forgot the actual A-plot of this season. Don't which you is dare. That Don Kanonji, Karen, Ururu, and Jinta are a Sentai squad protecting Katakura Town now. God. <laughs> the most important plot that happens in... The, the most important plot development that happens in this season. Okay, so I think... Let, let's go ahead and do this, because I do think I remember us doing this for season one. What was your favorite episode this season? Hmm, that's a hard one. I think it might have to be the Immortal Man, which is the big fight. It's the big fight with Zoraki. It's where we get Zoraki's background. It's where we get uh, the clashing of ideologies between Zoraki and Ichigo, between Ichigo's, I don't care about surviving and I don't care about fighting. I just want to win versus Zoraki's, I don't care about surviving. I don't care about winning. I only care about fighting and having fun while fighting. Yeah. I I think that's a really, really, really strong episode. Um I I think overall, uh, that's probably uh one of my favorites. Uh I Hmm Looking at this list, I I really think uh, one of my favorites has to be Stars and the, Str- and the Stray, just because it did, like, for us, it brought, like, interesting discussion about, like, okay, what is, you know, what is Kubo actually saying here? And, like, while I don't think it is the strongest episode by far, I think the really emotional beats uh, Renji gets in that episode uh, are, like, really, really strong. I, I really, really like that episode. Hmm. Shoutouts to uh, both today's episode and also the episode where we see for the the reveal of Aizen's assassination, um, where we basically see like Aizen having like some secret letters and writing them and yeah. being sweet in, in the night, and then in the morning we get like this really happy scene with um, Hinamori like jumping out of bed and she. She basically has a toast in her mouth as she runs out, like, to, to a meeting. Like, it's just, like, this big, happy, like, ah, yeah, she slept in, and now she's late for a meeting, and then, boom! Captain's dead. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think that's one of the best moments of the season. For sure. My least favorite episode is the filler one. Like, it, it's not just because it's filler, I just think it was really weak. Uh, it was a slot. Like, I like a lot of the ideas, but also, like, half of the jokes in it didn't land. I just wanted to watch other stuff <laughs> while it was happening. Uh, so I would have to agree. And with that is our discussion. I believe our discussion of this season is done. Unless Lynn has uh, an episode that she wants to bring up. 
Unless you possessed us again, Lin, is that what happened? Epsiod was the one where Ikigo fights in his mind palace and gains a deeper understanding of Zanjetsu and we get a better understanding of Zanjetsu's motivation for helping Ikigo. I'm really happy with uh, Brian's interpretation of these words. Uh, that is, um, I believe that is the immortal man. So you and Sam are of the same opinion. I do think that was the strongest episode this season. Like, genuinely. I, I think it's the episode right before. Like, because it's the, I think it's, the Immortal Man is the big episode of, oh, Ichigo got back up and is starting to fight again, and now he's going to fight uh, Zaraki. And then the episode before is the episode where we get the Mind Palace. I could be wrong. Uh, either way, that's a really, really, really good one. Yeah, it's all part of the same arc. It's all the same. Yeah. Well, Bleach we... is good. This season was good. Yeah, this season was really good. I, I really enjoyed this season overall. Um. I'm I'm excited for season three. Like genuinely, I'm I'm also excited to get to the bounty arcs and see what we think of that because I think it's going to be like I think it's going to be a really interesting change. Uh, I if it's going to be terrible or good, I don't know. Like I I remember how it ends and I'm excited for us to get there, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. And I I think you know the rate we've been going has been good. Um. <laughs> I do keep bringing up the Bountar clan. It's haunting us. Um, it's the countdown to Bount Town. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm really excited for all of the filler arcs I haven't seen. I'm I mean I'm especially excited because I've always heard that it's the best filler arc. I'm especially excited for the Zompakto Rebellion arc. Um, but this has been season two of It'll Wash Out a Bleach Rewatch podcast. Uh, we really appreciate the people who have stuck with us. We appreciate any new listeners. Uh, I'd, I personally, I'm sure Sam and Lynn would appreciate it too. If you enjoy the show and think somebody else would enjoy the show, please, please, please tell them about it. Uh, we don't really, I mean, we're never probably going to advertise this show. Like, I, I don't think I'm ever going to pay for advertising. The only way we get around is word of mouth. Um, we have mainly been active in the Friends of the Table Discord, but, uh, you know, I, I would love to spread our message further. I'd love, you know, to hear more people's opinions. Uh, I'm very happy with the small following we have, but, you know, it couldn't hurt to have more. I We love you guys. Hope you keep enjoying the show. If you like the show, don't tell anyone else. Keep it your dirty little secret. Uh, <laughs> we... We don't need more listens. It's fine. But do send us questions and comments. Give Please. us something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. We we love hearing from you. Like, genuinely. Like, even if you think it's, like, a stupid, silly question, hopefully, like, hopefully the questions this week have given you a vibe. Like, just, you know, if it's a really silly question, send it anyway. I, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to actually, you know get to it and figure something out about it you know it, it's very fun uh don't watch bleach please or you know what actually you know what scratch that watch the first three seasons of bleach at least just just the first three don't don't count on anything more than that i'm gonna go ahead and preemptively say i'm sure this season's going to be fantastic it'll be fine what could go wrong what could go wrong i'm sure bleach never gets bad um, 
You can find me on Twitter at Lavender underscore pause, and you can find the show at Bleachcast. You can also email us any questions or comments or feedback at IWOBleachcast at gmail.com. And you can find me at SSBSLJ on Twitter. And you can find me at Lot underscore Lake on Insta. That's at L-O-T-E underscore Lake on Instagram. This has been a great season. Thank you all for listening. Stay cool, chats. Thank you for listening. See you in 24 hours. And I am sure that Bleach will continue to be really good forever. Forever. Yay. Yeah, happy people in the house. Yeah. Mata wara eba inda